Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. We have the match today. Brady, Bryson, Rogers, Mickelson all have been in the news. That's today, 5 p.m. on TBS TNT. The Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks face off in Game 1 of the NBA Finals on ABC, tip-off at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. This is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, July 6th. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody had a fantastic July 4th weekend. We're right back at it today. Let's lead the buzzcast with a difficult weekend for ESPN after Monday's piece by Kevin Draper of the New York Times reported on a July 2020 recording of Rachel Nichols saying that Maria Taylor was hosting NBA Finals coverage on the network because ESPN was, quote, feeling pressure, end quote, on diversity. The report also detailed significant tension on and off the set of ESPN's NBA coverage, which received the time and full attention of top management. This all comes as the contract for Maria Taylor expires sometime this month. Rachel Nichols issued an apology at the top of her ESPN show on Monday, saying how much she valued her colleagues at ESPN and how deeply sorry she was for disappointing those she hurt, particularly Maria Taylor. There'll be more on this story, certainly, in the days ahead. The New York Post reported over the weekend that Sinclair Broadcasting Group has made an offer to acquire NBC Universal's seven regional sports networks. We've talked about the challenging market for the RSNs, but if this deal goes through, it would add the regional sports networks in Chicago, Boston, the D.C. area, the Bay Area. It would give Sinclair a large number of very strong markets and teams to their portfolio. It would include teams like the Bulls, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Capitals, the Warriors, and the Giants. So all pretty strong market teams. NBC Universal has been exploring a sale of its RSN business as many people are struggling to figure out the future of the RSN business, which has certainly been impacted by cord cutting. We've talked on the Buzzcast about Sinclair having its own challenges with its regional sports network business, but they may be looking to grow its footprint. They may be looking to add some scale. We've also talked about Sinclair's interest in a national streaming service. This is part of that strategy, potentially. They could also be looking for more leverage with cable operators. But again, Sinclair reportedly making an offer to acquire NBC Universal's seven regional sports networks. The NFL got major media criticism over the weekend after its holiday news dump on Thursday before the July 4th weekend, announcing the results of its investigation into the Washington football team's workplace and culture. Now, as a result, they fined owner Daniel Snyder $10 million. They did not suspend him. They did not force him to sell the team. They did not take any draft picks away from the organization. Over the weekend, the biggest issue that the media had was that there was no written report outlining the findings of the investigation or any specific details from the year of work by independent counsel Beth Wilkinson. So many were left wondering why the public wasn't told anything 
about what Wilkinson specifically investigated. So again, major media criticism from columnists and observers throughout the weekend. There'll be a complete roundup of coverage and columns in today's daily coverage on sportsbusinessjournal.com. Staying with the NFL, HBO's Hard Knocks, we all know that it had its lowest ratings last summer during the pandemic, and it has seemed to lose a little bit of luster over the years. So which organization did HBO and NFL films turn to? Well, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys will be featured on Hard Knocks this summer for the third time in the program's 16 seasons. That is quite a ratio. So there'll be five hour-long episodes starting August 10th. They'll be on subsequent Tuesdays. The finale will air September 7th right before the Cowboys and the Buccaneers kick off the NFL season on September 9th. As Boston Globe columnist Ben Volan wrote, if the Cowboys can't revitalize hard knocks, no one can. Let's shift to the Olympic Games because the Tokyo Games start in just over two weeks and there's a very interesting dispute reportedly taking place behind closed doors about possible athlete protests. The IOC offered new guidelines over the weekend offering Olympians a chance to express their views on the field of play before the start of a competition, including during introductions. Under these guidelines, athletes would be allowed to wear an article of clothing with a, with a slogan or a statement, perhaps. They could make a symbolic gesture to express their views on an issue before the start of their event but they would not be allowed to conduct any sort of demonstration on the field of play, on the podium during medal ceremonies, or at the opening and closing ceremony. But a very interesting report today says that the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee is not on board with that. And it has said that whatever the IOC does, it will not punish or reprimand athletes who make political statements in any part of the Olympic Games. USOPC leader Sarah Hirschland says she has had respectful conversations with IOC leaders, but others tell the New York Times that the conversations between the IOC and U.S. executives have been confrontational and acrimonious. Those are the terms used. In fact, the story goes on to say the IOC officials are viewing their American counterparts as in violation of the Olympic Charter. So this clearly is a story that will be in the news over the next few weeks, certainly around the games, but it seems to have a little bit of a dispute between the IOC and the USOPC about possible athlete protests in Tokyo. Let's shift to our names in the news because the Allen & Company Sun Valley Conference starts today. And as we know, some of the most influential executives and names in technology, in media, in sports, and government will meet this week at the conference. Among those that are expected to attend, the likely ones like Brian Roberts, David Zasloff, Bob Chapek, Sherry Redstone. From the sports world, you have your commissioners, NBA's Adam Silver, NFL's Roger Goodell, MLB's Rob Manfred. Among team owners, publications have listed John Henry as attending. Terry Pagula is scheduled to attend. So is Robert Kraft. Bobby Kotick from Activision Blizzard is likely to attend, as is Casey Wasserman. So again, as always, there's a lot of panels, discussions, and networking that gets done at the Sun Valley Conference. There will be strict protocols in place for the five-day event. There was required vaccinations to attend. 
to proof of negative COVID-19 tests before and during their visit at Sun Valley. So the Sun Valley Conference all week will be following it on sportsbusinessjournal.com. A couple of other names in the news, Marv Albert signed off for the final time at the end of Saturday night's Bucks-Hawks Game 6 on TNT. In his final sign-off, he just said very simply, I'm Marv Albert saying thank you and good night. So a hat tip to one of the best in the business, Marv Albert signing off for the final time. And finally, the sports representation world lost a pioneering baseball agent as Tom Rich died Friday at the age of 82. Tom Rich was a key mover in helping players in the 70s and 80s cash in on free agency. He represented players like Joe Morgan, uh, Sammy Sosa, Mo Vaughn. He was a very colorful baseball agent and, again, one of the most influential of his era. And that was a very important era in baseball. He was a deal maker, a significant power broker. He also branched out into hockey. He represented Mario Lemieux. Tom Rich leaves a very strong legacy, dying at the age of 82. So that is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, July 6th. Again, welcome back from the July 4th weekend. Hope everybody has a great start to their week. I'm Abe Madcore. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.